Welcome to the League of Learning Wild Rift podcast. Here we are looking to help new players grow their knowledge and continue improving in the game. We have a sponsor. Their name is Beardfish Gaming. They sell magic and Pokemon on TCGplayer.com. So if you want to support the podcast, feel free to buy cards from Beardfish Gaming or Beardfish Direct on TCGplayer.com. We also have some social medias you can follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handles are all Learn Wild Rift or at Learn Wild Rift, so feel free to look us up there. If you have any questions or things you'd like to let us know about our podcast and how we can improve it, you can email us at learnwildrift at gmail.com. We also have a Reddit that's r slash learnwildrift, and we have a Discord and YouTube as well. So feel free to follow us on there. We're trying to grow all these communities, so every person matters, and we are looking forward to meeting all of you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five. Really glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about a variety of topics, but let's first cover who's here. I'm Antonio, also known as Hispanic Link, and I am here to host the podcast today. Who else is here? Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm here. I'm I'm known as Kanan on the interwebs sometimes, Um, but you can just call me Ryan. I'm also here to host-ish. I'm here to be hosted by Antonio. We're all hostess with the mostess. All right, somebody's next. I'm Emily, and I'm Are also you? here. She is here to laugh. Mostly to laugh. Yes, she's our laugh track. Who needs a laugh track when you could just have a real person there laughing? Exactly. Yeah. Nothing beats the real thing. Oh, Dave, your video was just disabled for internet quality issues. It's not me for the first time. I think it's, it's you. just you. I'm pretty sure it's you. Well, that's possible. Oh my god, his camera got disabled because of my slow internet connection. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I can still see Dave. Yeah, I can too. What a hilarious travesty. I'm Dave and I'm here to sniffle. That's true. The sniffler. (laughs) A lot of people don't know about the little things that I try to edit out of the podcast. I'm sure some of that, like some percentage of them may get through, but like I'm telling you, like I edit out... 90% 90% of the background noise, if I can, just to try and make it a little a little more palatable. I put that in there on purpose, though. That'll be fun. Honestly, that was honestly a surprising part of episode four, is there were a lot of S's, like a lot of extended S's. People going, you know, scouts, Krugs. It's Krugs with a K, by the way. I've learned that. Don't worry. All right. Before we talk about what we're going to talk talk about on the podcast today let's give a shout out to our families and friends who have been giving us support via early listening and podcast you know support in other ways not my family that's our moms that's our dads that's our yeah. wives our partners i know i, I know my wife is listening to all, only all three i haven't published so episode four just yet but today on the day of recording episode five i'm going to try and finish editing it and get it out good luck my family doesn't know this exists, and I'm single. 
Oh my god, Dave. Uh, also, shout out to any of our coworkers out there listening, and special shout out to our boy Kyle. That boy, he loves listening to our episodes. Which one? Kyle Gaspari this time, but I think in-game he's known as Rookie86. That's our boy out there. He looks forward to the episodes every week. All right. Hell yeah, Kyle. He makes sure that he messages me, and he's like, what's this next episode going to be about? And I'm like, I can't tell you. You got to wait for the release. But he he loves it, and he chats with me about it. All right. Awesome. Yeah. He wants that inside information. He's making a competing podcast. Probably. Oh, <laughs> no. I could believe it. We need some competition to whip us into shape, so good good on him. It'll be good. Will that whip us into shape, though? Yeah, get me into editing shape for sure. It's good on, it's good on Antonio for not telling anybody what's, good, what's up. All right, Emily. Our first question is for you, though. Yeah. And I think you've come to expect it at this point. We gotta know. How many team boosts do you still have left? <laughs> the same as the last time. Oh, Whoa. no. Yeah. Episode 5 is not the 69 special. Nope, it's not. Maybe episode 6. I haven't played. I've been doing some other things. There is only the game, Emily. Well. Have you been playing, have you been playing that Diablo Immortal? I know you're a big Diablo fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> when I think of Emily, when I think of Emily, I think of Diablo. <laughs> no, I've been playing Animal Crossing and cleaning the house and wedding stuff, so... Ryan, that sounds like projecting. Are you projecting, Ryan? Like I said, Diablo. They say Diablo Immortal and Animal Crossing are basically the same game, just, you know, different skins, that's all. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. A little known fact, Diablo Immortal is actually the spiritual successor to the Animal Crossing franchise. It's a beautiful relationship, really. Yeah. All right, we got some cool things that just came out in the last few days, and that is the 3.2B patch notes have been, like, loosely spoiled. They're not officially confirmed yet. Oh, hang on. Let me mute my mic and look those up. They're actually at the bottom of our notes page if you want to scroll to the bottom. I pasted the image right there for you. Still got to mute my mic and do it. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. You still got to do it because you are Google. That is our position. Meanwhile, I have it like posted up already. Fair. Like a smart person. So Emily actually uh, bought some champions last week. She bought Braum. She bought Corky. She bought Singed. And then she bought Draven. And Draven got a buff in these patch notes, which is pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, right? So I got to actually try and play him. Antonio, I just noticed you're... Your your note to me in our in our uh, show notes. I'll, I'll do my best. Thank you, much appreciated. Ryan's been drawing animated dicks all over our notes. Family podcast, family podcast. So I left him a little note in there that he would find someday to stop drawing <laughs> dicks everywhere. I don't know why bother though. Like there's dicks in cave paintings. There's dicks all throughout human history, like Greek statues and stuff. It's art. It's art. It's art. That's it. He's just creating artwork everywhere he can. And it's dicks of varying sizes, too. That's the best part. Yeah, realistic. There's a lot of, you know, inclusion and diversity. And that's what's really important. What Very we're all inclusive, about Ryan. Good job. It is Pride Month, yeah. It is Pride Month, indeed. Uh, instead of averting your gaze, this time we're welcoming them. All right. Anyway. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that one. That pretty so, champion buffs. Uh, the first one up is Draven. Uh, he's getting a base attack speed that's going up from 10% to 20%. Uh, his, oh god, it says passive, mm -hmm. his League of Draven Gold Award, instead of being 50 gold plus 4 times your stacks, it's 80 gold plus 4 times your stack. So that's an extra 30 gold. And then his second ability, 
is getting a cooldown uh, decrease. Yeah, decrease. And it's going down from 12 seconds to 10 seconds. It basically doesn't have a cooldown anyway because it resets every time you catch an axe. Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, that is true. But this next one I really don't understand. Like, <laughs> as much as that buff doesn't make sense, this buff does not make any sense. So Master Yi, who's very high on my ranked banlet picks and very currently disliked for his power level is getting a buff and his alpha striker his first ability is getting an increase in the amount of damage it deals to monster by 15 damage per level up uh should we like discuss the buffs as we go over each one instead of like listing them all off and then talking about them uh okay give me an example dave you want to take over the morgana one well no i was gonna say like we should like we just went over the draven buffs right so we should probably talk about the implications of the buffs like there are implications to these things, right? All right, so go ahead. Like as you mentioned, so so like as you mentioned, so like this this blood rush cooldown thing is relevant because like it the the cooldown is reset when it recatches an axe, so that that buff basically doesn't do anything. But the passive, for example, that does mean something because now every time you get a kill, he gets a bunch more gold. Yeah, he snowball. He snowball. He snowballs harder, right? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing, I think the biggest change is that his base attack speed got doubled. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sure. Definitely agree there. So, I guess the thing with Draven, though, right, is, like, attack speed is not particularly good on him. Well, so so you only, like, get the extra damage from your axe if you have one in the air, so you still have to catch one. So you can only have two going at the same time, so extra attack speed. Like, you get extra normal autos, but not extra axe autos. Sure, but, I mean, I think it's still Helps. It still helps, but he skill he, he scales better with AD than he does with attack speed. Sure, no one would argue that. I'm just saying it helps his early game trading pretty significantly. I think because like he can get to the animation a lot quicker. <laughs> Not disagreeing. I'm just saying like it can it can be a big buff like that and seem more consequential than it really is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna make Draven S here. No, I don't think so either. But Draven was having a really hard time being playable at all because his early game trading isn't nearly as good as some of these other champions. So I definitely think this is a help, uh, a way to push Draven to help make him more playable among just the masses in general. So not just higher tiers of play, but mid and lower tiers of play as well. So that way people can have an easier time just even being in duo lane. Or I know some people like to take Draven mid and top. I don't think that's correct, but... If they want to do that, they now have a little bit more of an ability to do so. Also, Dave, totally see what you mean about talking about the implications. That is important. So, okay. The next one, Master Yi, his Alpha Strike, his Q, his first ability, however you refer to it, is going to deal 15 more damage to monsters per level. I think this has really big implications because Yi is already kind of a monster. He's kind of what they want Draven to be, where if you get a bunch of early kills, he snowballs really, really easily. <laughs> but he already does that really well so I'm, I personally am confused why they want his jungle to be like way his clear to be way faster when he's already kind of like a little bit of a difficult person to deal with in the rift I think this is a reaction to the most re- the most recent uh, uh, set of jungle changes where the jungle change like jungle got a lot tougher and like Jungle kind of beats Yi up right now. So I think they're just kind of making, looking to make him a little more comfortable in the jungle. Which I guess like, that's fair in context with like the other jungle changes they've been making. And I did notice that maybe Yi's a little bit harder to play in the few times that I've played him since the jungle changes. So I guess I can agree with that. 
And it's not like he does more damage to champions, right? Like, it's not like he's going to, you know, be stronger coming out. Like, you know, uh, he'll, just be ha- he'll just be a little healthier. The sort of thing is usually called, like, a compensation buff. Like, because something else happened, a champion will get a buff. Or, a, like, a, a little bit of an, uh, a tweak because of something else happening. Also, this sort of thing uh, in particular, like, whenever you see a buff or a nerf in regard to only jungle monsters... This is usually an indication that Riot specifically wants this champion to only jungle and not be a lane champion. So I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if like I don't know if you mid or ye top was a thing, but if it was, Riot doesn't want that to happen. Oh, I do want to say Ryan, even though you haven't seen seen it, I have seen ye go top and I've seen it do somewhat successfully. Now that may be people who are ye one tricking and just finding their way through, but. Maybe there is something to what Dave's saying and that, like, they also noticed an uptick in Yeetop and they want to push him back towards the jungle instead. I don't think this is necessarily a change to, like, try and reinforce that, but I do think that changes like that could happen. Like, that makes sense. It happened with Mundo. I think it is. Like, this has kind of an incentive, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, if you if you go into the jungle, you get more damage on monsters. Yeah, and, like, I think they did something similar with Mundo, but the reverse, where, like, Mundo was a jungle top, and now he's pretty much only top. He's not as strong in the jungle anymore, so it's interesting to see that they really want to push Yi into the jungle. Yeah, they did a um, they did a similar thing with Lucian. I don't know if they did the same thing with Lucian and, and Wild Rift, um, to, like, get him out of uh, solo lanes. So, like, if he gets buffed by, uh, by another champion, he gets a bunch of extra damage. So he's basically only an AD carry now instead of a, a mid lane or a top laner. All right. Okay. Emily, can you read us through the Morgana changes? Sure. Her dark binding cooldown is going from 10 seconds to 9 seconds. And that's her first ability. And then her black shield magic damage. What does that mean? Absorbed. So her third ability is a shield. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about how much magic damage that shield can absorb before it like breaks or until they get to, like, her real health bar. Oh, gotcha. It looks... I don't know how to read those numbers. I'm sorry. So at the first level, the per, the base is going to stay the same, but at the following levels, it's going to increase by 10 for level 2, 20 for level 3, and 30 for level 4, respectively, at the base level. And instead of being plus 70% of her ability power, it's going to be plus 60%. So this is kind of weird to label this as a buff. It's kind of a buff nerf where they're taking away percentage points based on her ability power and instead just giving her some more raw stats as you level up. I do think her shield at level one is good enough. Her shield's pretty good as is, so I'm kind of a little bit surprised they're touching it. So this is the kind of thing that would generally push, like this is trying to push like support Morgana, like a a champion that doesn't build a lot of AP. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're, you're giving her more base stats because you're not expecting the champion to build a lot of AP to scale off of? Oh, that makes sense. And I think something else here is I think as Morgana has been more integrated into the Wild Rift meta and as changes have been made and champions kind of rise and fall, Morgana, while she may have started at the top because her Dark Binding was bugged and then just still after they fixed the bud, kind of busted. It was kind of busted even after they nerfed it. Uh, but I think as time has gone on, it's kind of waned in its power level. And now by decreasing the amount of seconds on the cooldown, like I think it does make her a little bit better of a support and not necessarily 
uh, stuck in mid. Although Morgana's number one place right now is the jungle because she can take she can clear the jungle the fastest compared to anybody in Wild Rift. All right, Ryan, you want to cover the Tristana change? There's only one change here. Yeah, so I think this is pretty pretty decent buff. I would say so. Her base attack damage for levels going from three point six to four point five five, so almost a full AD per per level. Um, so like this doesn't seem like a huge buff, but this is our base attack damage, which means it gets multiplied by all the the, the increases that you get from your items, right? Um, so it, it's it's one flat AD, right? But uh, once you start getting damage, uh, once you start getting uh, getting items, right, it's gonna it's gonna be more than just one damage, right? Um, so I think this is a pretty impactful buff for Trisana. Like I think she's okay right now, um, and I think this probably will make her more played. Um, yeah, I think it makes her early game a little better for sure. But also, I would say this is kind of a major buff. Like you and I have been talking about, like okay, how do you measure a buff versus a nerf and like their effectiveness or largeness? If you look at just the raw number, this is over a 25%, slightly over, but over a 25% increase for Tristana's base attack damage per level. So I would say that's pretty decent-sized buff. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to make <clears throat> like Tristana, like, Omega Giga busted, but I think it's definitely going to make her, like, considered, you know... a a new consideration in the meta should at least, I think in my opinion, but yeah. And I think she was kind of teetering on that edge of like, you know, maybe like B plus a minus, you know, she's kind of like playable, but maybe not the best. And I think this will certainly, like you said, help her be more of a real like contender. She's going to be a real contender. Now, now this next champion, this next set of buffs, uh, this should really help this champion um, be a lot more played. Cause he got buffs across the board. Yeah, this is one of the most ridiculous buffs I've ever seen in my life. It's six buffs on one character. Yeah, oh, uh, Wukong got his AD, his base attack damage buff from 58 to 64, which for those of you counting at home is a 10% buff. <laughs> um, <Ooh>. His um, first ability, his staff uh, attack, uh, got uh, buffed in it's scaling, right? So uh, its base damage is still the same, but they buffed uh, its percentage that it benefits from AD across the board. Um, then his third ability, his dash attack, also got buffed. Its base damage got buffed on uh, every rank. And then his ultimate got three buffs. Um, so Wukong's ultimate has two casts, the first and second cast. And it used to have a 3.6 second cast uh, cooldown before you could activate it the second time. Now it's three seconds. Pretty big. Um, its range was... Oh, I guess this is kind of an adjustment. Uh, range was decreased from 300 to 225. And <clears throat> the move speed used to gain 30% over time, and now you get 20% instantly. Uh, so it's a little bit of a speed buff. So he just kind of zooms forward when he casts Cyclone, which is pretty cool. Um, so I think this will help Wukong probably see more play. I don't think it's going to make him dominate, but uh, apparently he was pretty weak before, and so now this will make people play him. I think this definitely is going to help his lane phase. Like, for anyone who's taking Wukong in top, this is going to help him trade a lot more positively with other uh, characters in the game, champions in the game. Yeah. I definitely don't see Wukong a lot, so... 
Yeah, even in bots or anything, you really don't see a lot of Wukong. Maybe seen him like once or twice. Can Wukong da- can Wukong dash over walls in Wild Rift? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would be surprised if he couldn't. Yeah, it got changed in uh, in League, so he could as well. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Emily covers Zaya. Tell us the one change they made to Zaya. Her third ability, blade collar damage, um, got and is increased by five at every level. Pretty good. Okay, so just a little teeny buff. And I think that ability, if I remember correctly, that's when she calls all her feathers back to her, right? Yep, so it's a pretty big buff. Yeah. So, and for those who are familiar, unfamiliar with how Zaya works, uh, she kind of pokes with these little feathers, but then she has abilities that will throw a lot of feathers and draw them back in. And for each feather that hits you, you take damage. So that's bad. Don't touch the feathers. That's where most of her damage comes from. Yeah. Is that is that ability. It's it's the ability you max first. Or at least you should be maxing first. All right. Okay. So we've gotten through all the buffs. Those are all the buffs for this uh, patch spoiler. Now let's let's go over these nerfs. And this first one I'm gonna cover because I think it's well warranted. I think this champion was uber duper strong right now and was kind of like if you have a good character, if you have a good player on this champion, like you just have a really good shot at jungle. And that's our favorite AP jungler, Evelyn. Basically the only AP jungler. <laughs> hey, hey. Nunu can be an AP jungler. He just builds tank items instead. All right, so Evelyn's changes. <laughs> yep. Base health is being decreased from 650 to 570, so that's an 80, like, raw 80 health decrease. Base movement speed is being decreased by 10 from 345 to 335, so I don't think that's a huge, huge change. That's a huge change. Is that? So what's 10, like, what's 10 speed, like, look like, really? Like boots, boots is ten speed. Oof. Okay, so that is a little bit of a, a slower pace. Then okay, good to know. Health per level is going up from one hundred five to one fifteen per level. So they're nerfing base health to give health per level instead. And then on her second ability, which is her charm, uh, it's called Eller Show slash Charm. Uh, its duration is going down. A quarter of a second per level. So each level has been decreased by 1.5 seconds. Sorry, I was wrong. I, uh, it's boots are 20 speed, so it's half boots. Still pretty big. Yeah. Any base movement is pretty big, especially for junglers, because they are moving all around the map. <laughs> I say any any uh, movement speed nerf is going to reduce your clear speed. Mm. It takes longer to get, to get from camp to camp. Yep. Yep. And junglers generally are going to be one of the few champs that really move across the map multiple times. Like, there is no laning phase, really, for a jungler. Most of the time, it's just keep your camps clear, move around the map, look for gank opportunities. But we'll talk about all that in our new new deep dive today. Yeah, so so, so this kind of of, uh, nerf is really a lot more relevant relevant specifically to junglers because it it ends up screwing up your, your gank timings. So like a a faster jungler, it, like if you have two junglers that clear at the same speed, but one has faster movement speed, they're going to get to the gank faster. Hmm, that makes sense. Sure. So you just slower. 
And I think Evelyn, like I said, has been really, really powerful in a lot of cases. So I think really they're just trying to tune her down and make it so it's a little bit more of a fair fight when you're fighting an Evelyn at even levels. Because currently, man, that ultimate is just wild. Like you can throw a bunch of abilities at Evelyn. She's untargetable and she hits you for a ton of damage and warps away. So I think maybe making her slower and making her charm a little less effective could make it so you're not just getting one-shotted later in the game. Or at least you're getting one-shot at an even later stage in the game. All right, Dave, cover Aurelia. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Because you have to be a skilled player to play Aurelia, of which I'm not. So I need you to uh, tell me what these implications are. Her E, or third ability, Flawless Duet Base Damage, goes down, what, 20, 30? Or no, 20, 20, 20, 20. And then her ult, uh, Edgewell Slow Duration, is down half a second. Uh, so I don't think it's that relevant a nerf, honestly. Uh, base damage on E is kind of whatever. You don't really use that ability for the base damage. It's more for the the proc, so you can uh, dash to, to them with your Q. Until the stun is also pretty big, though. It's... I mean, yeah, but it's you're not using it for the damage, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like the the slow duration on on the on the R is the same thing. You use it to get the uh, the marks so you can dash to them. So it's like it, it's relevant, but it's not that relevant. Just means she has a little harder of a time chasing you down. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. She can still dash you three times, so it's not going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's an older meme, sir, but it checks out. So master, he's busted. Better nerf Aurelia. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ryan, better not, better not even really nerf Aurelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Ryan, tell yeah. us about our good friend Lulu. The nerf in Lulu, her her movement speed bonus is getting axed by thirty three percent. Thank God. Uh, and her ultimate is also getting axed by uh, fifty at every rank. So she's just going to be a little less, uh, a little less good. Um, she is one of the best supports currently. Prior to this patch coming out. I don't understand what the, okay, the, the, the stat, though. So it's 30% plus 5% for 100. But per 100, what? Movement speed? It'd be AP. Yeah, you think so? I would imagine it would be AP. Yeah, I'd, I'd think so. But the rest of these are labeled AP, except this one isn't. Hmm, that's interesting. Have you ever done Riot to be lazy? 100 fairies. All right, cool. So the less fairies... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, Lulu will just be a little less powerful. Like, I think she'll still be fine, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think she'll be... Yeah. Yumi is also getting nerfed. Her passive is getting nerfed. Her passive cooldown uh, getting a little... Uh, getting increased at every rank, uh, which means she won't be able to, like, I don't know, sustain mana as easily. Um, I don't know. It's five, it's, it's five for 100 AP. I looked at okay, cool. Uh, so... Yeah, is Yumi a problem or something? I don't know. Yumi has been getting pushed pretty heavily because when the champion first came out, she was very squishy and didn't really do a ton. Then they buffed her a bunch. She was still kind of squishy, not performing well. Then they buffed her even further. And so I think this is maybe kind of just bringing it back to form. And I could also see, like, Yumi's a really big problem. And I know this is not going to matter really all that much, but really big problem in ARAM. If you have a good Yumi on an ARAM match, it's really hard for you to actually do anything because it can keep your entire team just like safe. They don't they don't do buffs and nerfs for ARAM at all. They have like a special yeah. they have a different system for doing that. But but what I will say about this is that 
Like part of Yumi's trading pattern is that she she pops off of somebody, autos you when her passive is up, and then jumps back on, so you can't return back. And that's that's just part of her trading pattern. So if there's longer time between passive procs, then you can't trade uh, as often. That's interesting. At least that's what good Yumi's do. I think the more interesting change here is coming up is with the boots. Emily, tell us about the boots. The cost is going down for the base boots, and the upgraded boots are more money. And the the goal here is to keep the upgraded boots still at a thousand. But yeah, I like the idea of boots at four hundred. So you're telling me my first item can be boots, and I'll still have a hundred gold left over? Like, yes, please, let's do this. My Vigar needs to run faster. My brand, my Alistair, we just got to go fast. Everything needs to run faster. No, I think this is a cool change. Uh, It'll encourage people to buy boots more often because they'll cost less than a full item. (laughs) Um, And it's really annoying to back with 900 gold um, because you get to buy an item and then you're barely off of uh, another item. So, Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of times I'll find myself at 900 gold and it's like, okay, sometimes this does buy me maybe like an item or two or whatever, like one full like piece of it or whatever for exactly 900. But 900 really is an awkward number in League. Like a thousand is a lot cleaner. Yep. For sure. Okay. So they're doing a couple system buffs. So keystones uh, are getting touched a little bit. Font of Life and Electrocute this time. Electrocute is getting a buff. Uh, the base damage is what 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 does the little wavy line mean in league terms? It scales it, it scales over levels, so that's oh, from level one to level whatever you go up. To. Yeah. Oh. Instead of doing the slashes for every increment because it increments at every level, they just do the tilde. Gotcha. Okay, so electrocute is going to start at thirty five and end up at one eighty nine at the end from when you start at level one to level fifteen. And they're moving that up by five per level, it looks like. So 40 and 194. And then I already talked about Keystone. Technically, it's in the nerfs. Whoa, you're skipping the other two? We'll, we'll go back for them. We'll go back. Don't worry. It's I in, promise. It's in a line. We'll go We've back been for going the other through two. the line. Yeah. Why? I'm, getting, I'm getting whiplash. I can't keep up. Yeah, why are you jumping no down? buffs left behind. Don't worry. Yeah. I just said I would talk about the Keystone, so I'm going to talk you're about it. You're messing everything up. Oh, my god. I'm goodness. tilted. Here we are, back at the Roast Antonio podcast. Thanks for coming, everybody. Hope you like episode five. It's because you're going against what what we already laid out. And you're the one who laid it out. Uh, (laughs) All right, listen. Emily, you cover uh, bone plating then. What's resolve mean? Is that just another way to refer to keystone? It's just the type of keystone. It's it, it's the tree. Well, there's no there's no separate okay. trees in this one. Uh, it's just the type. So I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Putting you on a wild rift podcast, we really have set you up to fail. You really didn't think this through at all, man. Like, why am I here? It's good to have the extra perspective and talk about the two games in comparison to each other and kind of see what our future might look like. And boy, it looks like everyone's still mad. Yeah, the extra, the extra, extra perspective of everything being wrong. It's crazy. Like, some of these differences you keep telling me about between Big League and League Wild Rift, I'm just like, wow, I would have never guessed any of these. But anyways, Emily, tell us about the change to the rune bone plating. Um, the cooldown is going from 35 seconds to 30 seconds 
and damage reductions going from 30 to 60 um, to 35 to 65. And I honestly don't know what any of that means. So this is happening because they, they nuked bone plating from Orbit a couple patches ago because everyone was playing it. And now they're just trying to make it playable again. <laughs> this makes it playable. This is a very good room. Yes. Bone plate pretty cool because it lets you alternate between AP resistance and AD resistance, right? Like that's its whole thing. What? No. Or is that a de- am I thinking of adaptive plating or something like that? I think so. This one just makes you take less damage. Okay. For a few seconds. Yeah, it's just it's just less overall damage. Yeah. Oh, it's just like a quick little shield or something like that. No, it's, it's not a shield. It's just you just take less damage. So like every thirty seconds, like while it's off cooldown, when you get hit for the next few seconds, you get this little aura around you and these little bones, and every damage you take is reduced by that amount. Uh, so it's pretty powerful. That's pretty cool. Pretty powerful. <laughs> All right, I'm the jungle, but I'm gonna let Dave cover this next one. So small. <laughs> it is small. I haven't blown up like 200. <laughs> percent Oh my god, I have it at 150. My sc- my screenshot's very small. Uh, health regeneration when damaging jungle monsters: uh, 30 per five seconds to 40 per five seconds. Wait, is that is that just for having smite? Is that how it works? It's while you're fighting monsters, yeah. Just for having yep. smite in general. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, yeah. So this, yeah, this is just another another compensation buff for uh, making the jungle harder. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine. I like health, and I jungle, so this is a fine change for me. I like it. Hope it stays. So so notably, stuff like this is uh, is spirit visage an item in Wild Rift? Yes. Spirit Visage is an item. I, you know what? Yes. Just yes. Okay, so Spirit Visage, at least in Big League, uh, increases healing from all sources. So it would increase the healing from this. That's pretty powerful. If you build it. Okay. So that's something a new new one trick should be aware of. I agree. Well, I mean, I do play Spirit Visage in my kit a lot. Because, like, as it turns out, it's one of the best, if not the best, AP resistance item. Did you know that you get increased healing from your smite because of it? And your Q. Uh, now I do. And your first ability? And your Q, yeah. I'm sure if I read the items... <laughs> we covered this last episode. Sure you guys read, read things before you do them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't read them. I play the game. <laughs> and I learn along the way. Uh, pe- people like you are why I'm tilted when I play Earth. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, we actually just got a version of Earth back, by the way. We have all random Earth currently live in Wild Rift. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what we, that's what we have too. But it's fun. Uh, I fuck. I hate people. It's not. Okay. <laughs> Dave, you just got to be able to carry harder. That's always the answer to any of your league problems. Dude, every, every game, every game, I have one person. They're level three. They go and try and solo Baron. Every game. That's hilarious. And then they die. And then they go back and try and solo Baron. And then when I... Oh, no. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm like, uh, okay. It's Earth. I'm having fun. I'm like, okay. Oh, my goodness. Today, we had I played one PvP match, one whole PvP match today, and it tilted me off the Earth because we had a Caitlyn that just refused to leave lane. Didn't buy Hullbreaker or anything. Just bought a normal Caitlyn kit and just kept pushing lane the entire game, even while the support was roaming. Even while there's four people responding, dude, that's, that's just data carries, bro. It's crazy. That's just data carries. 
So I was playing Alistair and things did not end in our favor. So Chim Chim, if you're out there listening, I'm really sorry that we dropped that game today. It hurt me enough to talk about on the podcast. All right, let's cover these last three nerfs and get into this new, new deep dive. That's what I'm really here for. So now, now you can finally talk about the fun of life. Yeah, fun of life. Keystone fun of life. The melee cooldown is going from 8 seconds to 10 seconds, and the range cooldown is going from 12 seconds to 15 seconds. So can Ryan or Dave tell us what Font of Life does? No idea. I don't play bad rules. I'm pretty sure it's when you when you CC somebody, you mark them, uh, and then uh, if an ally hits them, it consumes the mark and you heal. I'm pretty sure. It's a, it's a support rune. Something like that, yeah. Oh, interesting. Ah, no wonder. Uh, it's something I'll, I'll I'll take it on Thresh a lot. I see Rakan's take it. I don't know why. Or Rakan, yeah, Rakan's a good one too. Alright. I'd really take Aftershock. Um, melee cooldown. Well, no, it's it's further down in the in the uh, in the tree. It's oh. not a keystone, so it's 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 different here. The last two changes are super easy to cover, actually. Uh, it's just the red Brambleback and the blue Sentinel are each getting 100 health decreased as their base health. They're going from 2,800 to 2,700. Right admitting they made a mistake in making the jungle too hard. <clears throat> no, nah, it, they could never do that. They would never do that. That's literally what this is. Them inserting this in here is oops. But isn't, so aren't all patch notes just oopses all over then? No, 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 no. Because they literally made the jungle harder like last patch, right? Yeah. Okay, and then they immediately made these easier. Yeah, they goofed. Like, oops. All right, all right. We got to be nice to Riot. Maybe someday they'll, you know, post us up, give us some, you know, advertising, and they'll be like, hey, look, man, look at this podcast. You want to learn something? Look at these guys. It's because we swear too much, isn't it? That's why you shake your head. Bro, Tyler One is the case <laughs> of League of Legends. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We're there is fine. nothing <laughs> we can do. Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing we can do. <laughs> Zero things. That, all right. No. Let's get into Nunu and Wallump. Hold on. I have a question. Oh. Whoa. I am not unnecessary. Question time. Patch hasn't happened yet? Nope. This is them showing, hey, these are some of the things that we're going to do. Do we know when it's happening? Yeah, this is like up. This is like up, upcoming patch notes. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I was just wondering. I would say probably in the next couple of weeks, though, if they're showing the spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Usually, what happens is like they'll release like uh, this is like a preview list of the of the buffs and nerfs or adjustments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And these aren't set in stone yet, so these are like uh, the stuff that's going on on like the the beta environment that they're working on. And then they'll release the actual patch notes. Usually, it's like a week before they actually go out. Gotcha. And that'll that'll be released in a in a different manner. Uh, but if you see it like this, these are not set in stone. Yeah, I haven't seen them like this before. So. Yep, this is them releasing them a little early. Gotcha. Yeah, usually it's in a tweet, <laughs> honestly, when we see it like this. It wasn't a tweet. Yeah. I don't have Twitter, so... Yep, they tweeted it. Oh, you gotta tweet me Twitter, man. For those of you who don't know, that was the original slogan for Twitter. Alright, old. let's get into Nunu and Wallump, and by extension, Jungle Pathing. So, talking about Nunu, uh, he's an AP tank, which means he's an ability power tank, he's a magic user. And there's a few positions. I mean, he, if you, you can technically play any champion in any position, right? Mm. But generally speaking, Nunu gets played one of two places. 
Yumi can't jungle. Yumi can't jungle. That's very true. I've seen a Yumi take smite though before. That, that's a different thing. Just to like help with objectives. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference between tanking smite and jungling. Yeah, that's crazy. Ah, uh, not in this app. So, so let me to expand on that. There was a thing for a while where, in various lanes, people would take smite so that you could build the jungle item when jungle items were a thing, because some of the jungle items were just overpowered. So there was a time when people would take take smite mid so you could build one of the AP jungle items because they were just beyond broken. They were way pushed, yeah. Yeah, they were way pushed. You guys say that Yumi can't jungle, but this new health buff, 40, 40 health for five seconds, I don't know, might, might finally be what Yumi jungle needs to take the meta by storm. Be on the lookout. Yeah, she's she's gonna finish her first clear when the game's over. You're right. That's hilarious. But now she can finish her first clear where she couldn't before. So, huh? <laughs> wow, amazing. That's true. She'll be level two. But anyway, yeah. So so that was a thing. And then at some point during the last season, playing Enchanter's top lane was a thing. So because of the way, I, I don't know if objective bounty is a thing in Wild Rift. No. No, they are not. Okay, so objective bounties are a thing in uh, big league. So where if you're far enough behind, you'll get bounties on objectives as well as on champions. So like if you kill a tower, you get extra gold or whatever. So people would take things like Janna or Karma top lane and not actually lane at all. They would just get level three and then roam around the map and completely give up their lane and be like 100 or whatever creeps down. So they would get objective bounties. And they would take Smite and just make sure they got all the like dragon objectives and all the jungle objectives and all this stuff. And then eventually they would get all the objective bounties on the towers and everything else and then snowball the game from there. And it was ex- extremely toxic and extremely boring. So they did away with uh, that in some manner. Uh, but that's not a thing anymore. But for a while, people would take Janna Smite top. Interesting. So objective bounties are no longer a thing in uh, League. No, they are. It's just you can't... Taking Smite top isn't a thing anymore. Okay, you're just not allowed to do it. Yeah, so uh, they reworked how the objective bounties work, so like they they don't come online until later, or the the difference in gold has to be bigger or something. There's there's something that prevents it from happening. I think they literally did something like you get two Smites in your team to get like half it's half of as effective or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like having more than one Smite actually. But then I, I wonder how how it works with unsealed spellbook. A cool way to code it in. Yeah, maybe it's like if you start the game with two smites or something. I don't know. Maybe is uh, is spellbook a thing in Wildrift? No. Okay, so I guess this is news for Antonio then. So there's a, a rune in Big League called Unsealed Spellbook that lets you uh, switch uh, summoner spells. <laughs> Why? Well, it only lets you switch like every six minutes, and you can't go back. You like you have to cycle through them. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. I don't like it. I think that breaks the game in its own cool way, but it it doesn't it doesn't like there's there's some champions that don't have uh a a keystone that's particularly great on them, like Twisted Fate and Zoe and a couple other ones, so they'll take that one so they can like get an extra smite or get an extra whatever. Kind of cool. It it makes games interesting. But anyway. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Let's get back to Nunu. We've we've gotten off the beaten trail enough. A Nunu is primarily a jungle, can be taken mid, but as a character, a champion, 
they are an AP tank. For jungle, there's generally four types. There's AP, there's tank, there's assassin, and there's bruiser. And you can kind of mix them a little bit here and there and get some, although I'm not really sure I know of any AP bruisers. But that's okay. Nunu's an AP tank, meaning he can take a lot of damage, and his ability come or his uh, damage comes from magic or ability power. As far as his positions, I would say he's an S-tier jungler. He's pretty up there and pretty easy to play, so a lot of people find a lot of good success on Nunu, especially when it comes to taking things like objectives and early camps and being able to gank pretty early and snowball the game, both literally and figuratively. As a mid, I put Nunu kind of in the B tier, probably the C tier, for being honest. Nunu's really not that great outside of the jungle, but it can be done if you're proficient enough at knowing how to play the champion. And then as a support, I also have Nunu as a B, probably a C again as well, mostly because the idea of being on a side lane and being able to sit in a bush and use your ultimate is basically one of the only saving graces of the characters. The CC that you have are pretty, like, easy to get reads on and pretty easy to escape all things considered so there's just a lot of supports that just outclass Nunu in general and then as a dual laner and a solo laner d minus or f like the, it just don't don't take Nunu into the dual lane or the solo lane just don't do it it's not worth it as far as the abilities Nunu has a passive called oh please help me call of the freyord 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 okay all right. Fair enough. And I'm actually just really quickly, I want to pull up and read the abilities so that way I can just, you know, make sure I don't get anything wrong. The other abilities, his first ability is called Consume. His second ability is called Biggest Snowball Ever. His third ability is called Snowball Barrage. And his fourth ability is called Absolute Zero. And those are Nunu's abilities. So, all right, let me get rid of these maps I was drawing on earlier, get rid of these tier lists, so that way we can actually get to the new, new abilities. Oh my god, I've taken a lot of screenshots. Okay, so, call of the the Frail Yord. Did I get it right that time? Attaboy, I'm proud of you. Okay, so... You gain 30% attack speed and 10% movement speed for 4 seconds upon damaging an enemy champion, large monster, or structure, and a nearby allied champion with the fastest attack speed will gain half of these bonuses. So, okay. That's pretty good. You want to be by your allies, and also you just get a lot of uh, value out of fighting monsters and stuff in the jungle, and structures, etc., etc. Notably, Nunu got reworked, and this used to be one of his uh, actual abilities. Ooh, that doesn't sound like. So there was a t- there was a time when Nunu support was a thing because you would uh, you would buff up your AD carry and give them a bunch of attack speed because this was like an actual hmm. ability you could use. I forget what it was called. Hmm. Ryan might know. Oh, he's looking it up. I'm looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk about Consume while Ryan quickly looks it up. So Consume, his first ability, it takes a bite out of the enemy. Blood Boil. Blood Boil, okay. You take a bite out of the enemy champion, dealing 55 magic damage, plus 65% of your ability power, plus 5% bonus health, and healing for 60, where where it's 60 plus 60% of your ability power, 
plus five percent bonus healing. I think is that is that what bonus green heart means in league? Health bonus health health. What is bonus health, and where do I find it? <laughs> if you build a giant spell, that's bonus health. Yeah, so bonus health is the health that you get from your items. Gotcha. Okay, so it's just a raw stat that you build throughout the game. It's yeah. It's not. So it's saying it's not. It's not six percent of your max health. It's six percent of the health that you get from your items. Ah, okay, gotcha. And then the healing is increased by fifty percent when Nunu and Wollump are below fifty percent maximum health. And this also deals three hundred and fifty true damage against minions and monsters instead. Just straight up three fifty true damage. Bite them. Biting damage. Biting damage. True biting damage. He truly bites you. Do we want to mention anything about? how true damage works while we're on it. Okay, so true damage, so anytime you deal any sort of damage, it it basically calculates League of, I'm going to spoil something for you. League of Legends is just a bunch of spreadsheets, okay? But basically, as your opponent's build items and as you build items, you will deal X amount of damage to your opponent and they will take X amount of damage based on things like their resistance, their armor, whatever they're building against you as a character, right? True damage deals damage to enemy champs or monsters, regardless of what they have resistance-wise. It is true damage. You just take 350 big ones. And that is not a number that you can influence in any way by building any item. It will always be 350. And as Ryan would say, the fountain, the enemy fountain, if you've ever touched that on the opponent's side, that deals even truer damage. (laughs) The truest damage. It's actually called pure damage. Yeah, just in case you found a way to reduce the true damage, you can't reduce pure damage. <laughs> At all. Zero percent. Okay, and then, uh, so biggest snowball ever, Wolump, who is the Yeti. Nunu is the child that rides the Yeti. Uh, Wolump begins rolling a snowball that increases Antonio? in size and speed over 12 seconds. Yes. Where did Nunu and Wolump meet? Oh, so Nunu is actually some random kid that wandered off into the freaking winter desert whatever you want to call that the winterscape and Wolump found him wait seriously just strip kid just straight up got like lost in a blizzard <laughs> and the yeti found him and he's like i must raise this child <laughs> was Wolump the, the wizard that saved jace at the beginning of arcane no 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 uh Wolump is not <laughs> i know I'm, I'm... that one but Something that's crazy is that Nunu is actually where all the magic comes from. Wolump is actually just the muscle of the operation, so Nunu has magic properties. Wait, Nunu's magic? Yeah. So what Wolump can't explain, because obviously he's a yeti, he's just watching this boy like slowly become magic and like murder a bunch of people and not understand what he's doing because he's a kid and he doesn't understand morality yet. But he's super powerful as a magician, so he's just like murking a bunch of people and like. Yep, he's a kid, so he doesn't get it. It's pretty dope. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it is dope, but also sad. So the snowball, it uh, increases in size and speed over 12 seconds. The snowball explodes upon colliding with enemy champions, large monsters, or terrain is what that says. It's a little fuzzy, sorry. Uh, it deals 35 to 175 magic damage, and it's 35 plus 30% of your ability power. And then in later, it's 175 plus your ability power. I assume those sliding scales are the same of level one versus level four. And so there's two mid-levels in there that are not listed. But it's plus 30%, or yeah, plus 30% of your ability power. I'm like, why am I reading something different? Because I was reading the big league abilities. Whoopsie. (laughs) 
Ah, yes. This is why Nunu doesn't build AP, because 30% is really crappy scaling. Hey, plus 150% AP, Dave. And what's the base damage? 175 at level one, at rank one. Guard. It's pretty, pretty, it's pretty decent. Um, and also noting about the biggest snowball is that it'll knock enemies up, or and some camps. It won't knock uh, epic monsters up, but it'll knock enemy champions and small camps up for a half to second up to 1.25 seconds at full ability increasing with the uh, size of the snowball and then snowball barrage it channels for up to 2.5 seconds throwing snowballs that deal eight magic damage plus four percent ability power now that's a garbage ratio yeah so bad and slows by 20 percent for 0.5 seconds when the channel ends, Wolump deals magic damage equal to 3% to 15% of the enemy's max health, 3 plus 0.8% of your ability power, up to 15 plus 4% of your ability power, and roots them for half to 1.5 seconds. Damage and root duration scale with the number of snowball hits on the target. Uh, what I was going to say earlier, Dave, when you mentioned that Nunu doesn't build AP in Big League, he does not build AP in Wild Rift either, because it's not good enough. Rod of Ages and Rabadons are the two that you would build, and it really only buffs his alt, which is actually the next ability we're going to cover, because that's where really all his ability power comes from. Gains a shield that absorbs 65 damage, where 65 plus 150% of your ability power, plus 30% of your bonus health, so you can get a really big shield depending on how you build, and begins channeling for up to 3 seconds. Nearby enemies are slowed by 50%, increasing up to 95% over the duration. So they're going to be real slow. When the channel ends, nearby enemies take 160 to 715 damage. 100, or sorry, 130. 130 plus 50% ability power plus 715 plus 27, or up to 715 to 20, and plus 27% of your ability power increased with channel duration so at the longer they sit in your circle of damage the more damage they take and that's new new got it yep 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 yep. that's new new that's his kit so the next thing i'm going to say is how you want to level your abilities the first one you want to level up is his first ability consume that's the best of his abilities in my opinion outside of ultimates ultimates are pretty cool after that you it really it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish with new new if you want to go for an early level two gank you're going to take the big snowball and you're going to go try to snowball dual lane or mid lane and try to get somebody who's way too pushed and way out of position if you're not going to go for a level two gank then you're going to take the third ability as your second level up and you're going to go focus on another jungle camp which after taking that jungle camp in like five seconds or so you'll get your third ability and then you can go for a level three gank instead so you want to go level one fullest asap you want to go level three fullest secondary, and then you want to fill up your second ability last, the giant snowball, the biggest snowball ever. And you want to level up your ultimate at every available opportunity to do so. And that's how you level Nunu in a lot of cases, at least in my experience. Anybody got anything so far they want to bring up? Have I missed anything? I saw Dave, maybe, you know. What kind of jungle pathing do you do in Nunu? So I always try to stick with dual lane if they're going to leash. If your dual lane's going to leash for you, doesn't matter if you start blue or red. You just go wherever they are because that advantage just cannot be compared to. Like, there's nothing you can do at any point to any of the jungle camps that will outweigh 
the value you get from a leash from your lane opponents. I'm not going to speak to whether leashing's worth it or not, but in in my experience of jungling, if you are going to receive a leash, the, it's best to do so. And then otherwise, if I'm not going to get a leash, I always start red. Always? No matter what side you're on? Always start red. Doesn't matter. I always start red. Doesn't matter if I'm mirrored or not, I always start the red buff. The reason why is because Nunu's an ability power champ, and they buffed the blue buff against ability power, so it takes longer to clear the blue camp. And Nunu's kind of one of those champions that can benefit kind of equally from both the red side and the blue side. Like, both buffs are pretty good for what my champion's trying to accomplish. And so by starting red, I get to level 2 quicker, which allows me to do things like gank or go clear the next jungle camp quicker. So in my in my play experience, I always start red if I'm not getting a leash. And something I will say here is that I may have to use two smites on either buff regardless. It may take both smites to clear it ASAP. And that's okay, and that's mostly okay because Nunu also has his Q, or his first ability, which does true damage. So it kind of has a built-in smite that he can use over and over and over again. After you hit level 2, like I was talking about earlier, you kind of had two choices. You can either gank or go to your next camp. You're going to want to gank. Go ahead. Sorry, real quick. What do you mean they made them more effective against AP monsters? I thought they made them less effective by taking away the, the magic resist. They changed both of them differently. They added magic resist to blue, and they uh, added armor to red. Huh. It says they both have zero armor and both zero have magic resist. That's interesting. I swear in the last patch they changed how red buff and blue buff worked, and that red buff was harder for AD champions to take, and blue buff was harder for AP champions to take. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, and in my experience, that has also proven true. I do have an easier time clearing a red on my own versus clearing a blue on my own because I've played a billion bajillion games, and in so doing, I remember very vividly what happens in my jungle because I literally just image train every time I'm not actually playing the game. From your level 2 choice, you can either gank or go to the next camp. So if you're taking a buff, you're going to go to Gromp or Krugs as the next one, but if your opponents are pushed up on the lane really, really heavy, you're going to go ahead and gank them, and you're going to try and get your uh, laner a kill, if not a kill for yourself. It is okay to kill secure, especially in the early levels. So from that point, after you make that choice of ganking or next camp, your point from then on and or from level 3 onward is to just watch the minimap and check gank opportunities. In between doing so, you should always be checking, like, okay, Am I not available for a gank opportunity? If so, I'm going to go ahead and clear camp and continue like doing that check over and over again. Once you finish that third camp or scuttle, if it's available, depending on how long that gank skirmish took, you should be going to those places next is your third camp or scuttle. And then you want to try and save smite for scuttler if you can. And if you're a jungle like me, I will take the first scuttler with out actually using smite so that way i can go contest the second one right away and have smite available so i can use a bite smite combo to out to quote unquote out smite my opponents on the scuttler and i always like to try and get both scuttlers because more vision leads to more advantage leads to more games won in my opinion but that's okay uh but after you take the second scuttler regardless of what you want to do and this isn't true but that's okay. I'm going to say it for Ryan's sake. Go back and spend your gold. Go get some little items. Now, if you want to be greedy like me, you can go ahead and move on <laughs> to your next buff and possibly uh, jungle 
two camps at once. If you have taken blue first, you can go take red and raptors at the same time with the right positioning. It's the harder one of the two to do. Or if you've taken red first, you can go to your blue buff and you can take blue and gromp at the same time, which isn't harder position wise, but is a little bit harder health wise because gromp hits pretty hard and he's pretty beefy boy. He's a little bit harder to kill. After you clear the second side of the jungle, you definitely want to go back for your first item because you should be right around 2,400, 2,500 gold. So if you haven't gone back at this point, go back and get your Sunfire Aegis on Nunu. It's very important you do so. <laughs> Ryan, you're muted, but I can hear him cursing. <laughs> Saying you should have gone back already. There's, there's just, you should have. <laughs> So, and that's okay. People are going to play League differently, and some are going to be worse. Some are going to be better than others, and that's okay. At this point, once you've cleared the second side of the jungle, you go back for your first item. You're just looking for more camps to clear and more gank opportunities. You're roaming the map the whole game. You want to keep all of your jungle clear. And that's something that, honestly, I can test with myself a little bit. It's like, okay, should I be a little bit less focused on clearing my jungle and a little bit more helping my teammates. Cause I think that's one of my downfalls as I get really focused on just keeping that gold and experience train rolling for me. And I miss opportunities to help even up or snowball my allied lanes. And so that's somewhere I think I can increase as a jungler. Team is worthless. Oh my God. <laughs> Got a one V nine every game. Only you can carry ignore team. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Dave is right. There are games where that's actually true. Like every game. This game where I played with Caitlyn earlier and like she would not leave her lane. At a certain point at a support, I gotta be like, okay, this is a lost cause. And I gotta go roam and help my team, even if I'm gonna like continue quote unquote losing this lane. It was lost a long time ago. As soon as the game started, let's be real. But sometimes if you have to abandon one teammate or maybe more and try to carry the game yourself, that can be an okay strategy. But also don't be upset if it fails, because at the end of the day, like, it was tough. You had a tough battle to face. And so if you can't 1v9, that's okay. Not everybody can. Not everyone gets to be faker. If you 1v9 every game, you're going to win more games. Just saying. That's true. Uh, the some, last... Oh, go ahead. Some good advice is, you know, if you're going to lose a game, uh, don't and win instead. So, Great advice. I love it. That's amazing advice. That's a really good point. Can we make that like the, the header line of the, the episode, actually? Mm, I think mm, so. Mm, if you're going to mm -hmm. lose, just don't. Mm -hmm, mm. Just don't suck. Mm. All right. Uh, actually, you know, I, think that just, I think that's a wrap on the podcast, right? Do we even need to say anything more? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we solved the game. Like, there's nothing more to do. Can we call Faker right now? Let me know. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last thing I have for Nunu is at five minutes and onwards, you're going to focus on objective control, ganking, and grouping with your team. If you find yourself with nothing to do, you clear jungle camps. In the meantime, focus on buffs to ensure they level up later in the game. And if you're ahead at some point, start clearing the opponent's jungle to put them further behind. Yes, Ryan, what was the exclamation? From five minutes on? Yeah, the, the dragon and uh, herald spawn at five minutes now. You want to be setting up for the dragon way before it spawns, my dude. You know what? That's a good point. And not only is that a jungle's responsibility, that's a team responsibility, too. Apparently, it's not the team's responsibility. The jungle's not even <laughs> thinking about it until five minutes. No, I definitely watch for, like, you know, before the 30 seconds start spawning. I've been a lot better about uh, checking the map, because if you look in the... Sorry, the map. 
uh, the menu, I guess, where you can check kind of like what other people's gold scores and builds are currently. Mm-hmm. In the top left corner of that menu, you can actually see how much time is left on the next closest dragon or the next closest Rift Herald. And so I've actually really worked hard to check those out a lot. And so Ryan is absolutely correct. You should be setting up for things like Dragon and Herald ahead of when they're going to spawn. You should be setting up Ward and Vision, you know, probably about 45 seconds before, I'd say, since they last for 90 seconds. So you can have a pretty good view of what's going on. And you can see, like, okay, are they at Dragon? Let's go contest. Or maybe you can trade. Especially with the first objectives in the game, it is okay to trade by taking the one the enemy team isn't taking. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. also okay to take Mm -hmm. one and immediately go bolt for the other. All or nothing, baby. (laughs) And, like, that's the thing. You really just got to read what's going on in the game and check out the minimap, see what your opponents are doing. A lot of this is chess, but also seeing the chess moves before they're made. Or giving yourself advantages to see other pieces, other places on the chessboard you couldn't see before. Wait, we've played chess. We have. And I, I think you won. Yeah. And the last thing is, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet talking about some things that might be coming out in 3.3. And I'm not sure if it's, legit, if it's legitimate or not. But it was a pretty cool find. So I'm going to let Emily close it out, actually. Can you tell us what the last topic for the day is? There's apparently eight champions, and I don't know how to say half of them. What? Yeah, there's eight champions potentially coming out in patch 3.3, and there's been seven quote-unquote spoiled so far, so I'm not sure if this is legitimate or not, but if it is, man, these are exciting ones. Spill the beans, boyo! All right, all right. The champ, the first champ is Samira, followed by Aatrox. Emily, do you want to say the next one? Because this one you can do. A.A. Trox. A.A. Trox, yeah. Gangplank. <laughs> yep. Ooh. All right. Gangplank. Cassadin. Wow. Yone. Ooh. Is that how you would say that? Yone? It is. It I, is. That's why I said it. It's because you wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it is. Yone? Is it Yone? It's Yone. I would have said it that way. <laughs> it's Yone. <laughs> um... Then the other two are Vex and Scion. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So oh, those yeah. are the seven champs that are supposedly coming out in patch three point three. And uh we're gonna we're gonna wait and see what that eighth one is. I guess we'll also see if it's real. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right, and the last thing we gotta do today, we have to cover this. What? In our next podcast episode, Ryan is gonna talk about the new format of Wild Rift he's been playing. Uh... And different ways that you can approach Getting better at League. I remember one of our topics on our previous episode was, can you get better in different game modes? And let me tell you, this game mode is frustrating. So (laughs) there's obviously room for improvement, and therefore you can get better in some of these other game modes. But more to come on that in the next one. Does anybody have anything else we want to close out on? Ryan, do you want to give away any secrets ahead of time? Um, I, I just want to clarify that I don't think, I think it's a fun way to engage with League of Legends, but I don't think it actually, like, I don't think it makes you a better overall player. I think it makes you better at some parts of the game, but I don't play it. I don't necessarily do it to get better. I do it because I find it fun. <laughs> um, Wild Rift meta. New definition coming to you. <laughs> I don't think there's one There's one overall way to get better. There are different ways to play the game that will make you better in different ways. Sure. Amen to that, Cleve. I think I've mentioned it before. Like 
when I uh, when I wanted to get better at like dodging skill shots, I played a, a ton of eight ram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, if if you don't want to die, you got to dodge skill shots, so you get better at that. Out here on that piccolo, good dodge. <laughs> you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a skill shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, it works, man. I, I got pretty good at it. Sweet. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today, and you know. Don't be afraid to follow us on all those socials that we gave you at the beginning of the podcast. And we'll talk to you all real soon. Bye. 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 Dave, you got to say bye. They're going to be waiting for you to say bye. Plus, with Anya. Bye.